Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul and it's I'm going solo this evening. So yes, just me, myself and I. So any quiet moments, if you're listening to the podcast, that's me catching a uh, drink um, just to uh, uh, dampen the old throat because uh, it's hard um, talking on your own constantly for however long um, this uh, ends up going on for. What are we going to go through this evening? Well, yes, we've had the final round of Super Rugby um, in the regular season, at least. Uh, so we'll have a chat about those games that happened at the weekend. And boy, oh boy, um, it uh, did not go to script. Let's um, be honest um, with um, that one. Uh, that also means that four teams have now come to the end of the uh, line and we'll give them a, a bit of a post-season review on them. Uh, there's... Um, uh, been some more movement on the uh, Silver Lake, so probably we'll have a chat about that before the end um, and uh, maybe have a chat about some of the stuff that's, um, I guess, some stuff where I've been going on um, with uh, and some news uh, before uh, we kick off into the Super Rugby. So, hi, I'm Paul, um, and this is, you're watching the Driving Wall Show here on New Zealand Sport Radio, 8pm every Monday, live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Um, on the New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, also, you can check out the podcast um, as a recording as well. Uh, if you'd like to support the channel, then head over to patreon.com um, forward slash NZ Sport Radio. And that's how you can support the channel um, with, uh, yeah, for all the tech and stuff that uh, we use uh, to uh, get out to games, get around games, and obviously bring you these live stream shows as well. So, um, yeah, head over there if you'd like to support us. Um, on that, be much appreciated. I've uh, been putting out uh, interviews, um, some um, uh, opinion pieces, uh, and also my predictions uh, for Super Rugby have all been going on there just for supporters. Uh, so uh, I guess since last time, we actually had, uh, we've had done seven games because we had Moana versus the Force um, on Tuesday night. Um, I headed up to Auckland um, for uh, that game. Um, a game that... Uh, I guess that I thought Moana would have been targeting more than their game um, the uh, previous weekend against the Reds over in Australia. But the selection uh, definitely didn't suggest that um, from the side that was put out. Um, 
also one of the things that um, Aaron May just said uh, during post-match was that he wanted to make sure that every squad member had a, uh, a run out in uh, one of the last two games. So he got through to give everyone a run out in that one. Obviously, it was a storm week, so three games um, within uh, eight days. Um, I think it was uh, seven or eight days anyway uh, as, as well. So um, from a player welfare point of view, um, that also was on the line. Got to talk to William Habili after that game. Um, so um, I'll be posting that interview up um, on there uh on on the old socials to check out do do uh, put a like and a follow on the um old uh, facebook um page please um also um so yeah so force came out on top with that one which meant that they were still in the running um for a quarter final spot we'll get on to uh, more onto that uh, as we head into um the weekend's games um, good evening, Simon, who's joined us on the uh, live chat over on YouTube. He's uh, saying congratulations to uh, Pernol Uruguay, who won the uh, South America. So that's the Premier League of South America. Uh, congratulations to them uh, winning that one. I think the Haguaris or the Argentine team um, have been uh, kind of the team that have been winning that. Uh, but um, my, my, my history, I don't keep an eye on that one uh, as closely as some of um, the other leagues, to be honest. Um the, so, yeah, so we had that head of the weekend, um, and that uh, meant that every single game uh, this weekend had something riding on it um, as far as the uh, final positions um, would, uh, um, uh, as far as the final positions would matter, uh, and also who would face who in the uh, quarter finals. Um, first up, then we had the Crusaders versus the Reds, um, and uh, I'll be honest, this pretty much meant that the weekend started uh, as we um, would uh, have uh, kind of expected. I mean, at halftime, the Crusaders were already up 21-3 um, in that one. Um, uh, the Reds hadn't beaten the Crusaders since 2011 in the final, which uh, the commentators decided to tell us about three or four times before the game had even started. They failed to mention also that the uh, only game that the Reds had won um, since the crossover game started had been against the Moana Pacifica. So they'd lost the other four um, New Zealand sides. I think it was more kind of relevant. Another five five losses from six games over the uh, last six rounds. Um, so the Crusaders, I say, cruised home to that win, 28-15. Um, I guess the Reds won the second half, but by then the game was already over. Um, let's um, be honest in that secured the um, Crusaders' second place in the table. It didn't matter um, how the Brumbies went against Moana Pacifica as far as they were concerned. Um, Reds also with that loss meant uh, the Highlands couldn't overtake them um, and they weren't going to overtake the Reds. So we had a replay of that game for the quarterfinals. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically Friday night, we're going to have the same game as we had last weekend, probably with the Crusaders cruising home to an easy win. But uh, Yes, for my full thoughts on that, <laughs> wait for my predictions on uh, on uh, the Patreon um, page. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what more there is to, to talk about this one. Um, the uh, the Crusaders ran a lot uh, for the same number of runs, maybe nearly twice as many metres, or at least um, uh, 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 yeah, half as many, again, metres than, than, than the Reds. Uh, yeah, much more effective um, with all of that. Um, and with the without um, Richard Moonga, etc. So, uh, yeah, good win for the Crusaders. They're happy heading in to um, the quarterfinals. The Reds really 
have been a mess since they've uh, lost players like Topu um, and um, James O'Connor to injury. Uh, showing just how thin this squad is. They are a very good squad when they get their best 15 out of there. But when they can't, um, yes, they're not such a good team as we've seen over the uh, last uh, few weeks. Um, that was Friday then on Saturday. I would also, yeah, Friday, that was a 7.30 kickoff, um, which I think caught a few of us um, on the hop because all the New Zealand games up until that state, up until that weekend, up until Friday, had been 7.05 kickoffs. This was 25 minutes later. Um, I'm guessing that's because it's the first time the Australians didn't have a Friday night game. Um, and that was because the Drury were taking on the Chiefs over in Fiji. Pardon me. Um, now, I didn't watch this one live because I was driving up to um, Auckland for the Moana game um, on uh, uh, for, for that one. So, but um, um, the uh, Drury versus the Chiefs finished um, as a one-point game, 34 to 35, a one-point win for the Chiefs. Uh, a lot closer um, than we would imagine. Now, I think that's perhaps a bit misleading for this game. Um, the uh, Chiefs were seven twenty-one up um, at uh, at half time, um, and uh, with um, just over ten minutes to go, uh, it was thirteen to thirty-five. So a twenty-two point lead, ten minutes to go, and uh, basically a miracle try. Uh, got the uh, Fijian Drua back into this one and three tries in 10 minutes. Um, fantastic effort from them. But look, all in what was always going to be a losing cause, um, let's uh, be honest, by um, that um, by that stage. Uh, so, yeah, I think the scoreline is a bit misleading in this one. But look, we've got in the Fijian Drua, we know the comeback kings, the guys who score more points in the second half, um, pretty much anyone else. I mean, just, the way they just turn games around, as soon as the defences get tired, and especially if they're going to switch off, which you can imagine um, the Chiefs probably did with uh, 10 minutes to go, knowing, thinking things were all wrapped up and it was all nice and easy. Cruise on home. Oops, no. <laughs> um, very, very nearly managed to um, snatch defeat from the uh, jaws of victory. Uh, but so, yeah, the um, and with the crowd, um, as Simon says in the live chat there, uh, over in Fiji, uh, big crowd, um, people climbing trees to uh, look over the stands to to watch this game. Um, fantastic scenes over in Fiji. And next year, when you imagine the Fiji and Drua will have all of their home games in Fiji, are going to be a much more difficult prospect um, than they were this year um, when they've been away from home. Um, so um, yeah, uh, um, we'll, we'll get we'll get onto a season review for them. Um, but so uh, yeah, cracking game there uh, for the. Um, uh, in, in the end, in well, at least in that last 10 minutes, let's be honest. Um, but uh, the Chiefs doing enough to finish um, to put pressure on the Brumbies, who were up next against um, Moana Pacifica. Now, uh, for the post match interviews from this game, where I had a chat with um, uh, Aaron Major and also uh, Sakobi Kepu, head over to the uh, Facebook page uh, and have a, a, a watch of that. It's getting lots of views, and it's all, it's uh, yeah, it's a very good chat with them. Um, but I'll be honest, after 10 minutes, as I said to him, or 10 or 12 minutes, uh, with um, Sokopi Kepu uh, having been red carded, um, with um, the score being 7-0, we also had um, Christian Leo Leofano heading off the uh, for a HIA. You're really kind of worried for the for Moana at that point because, let's say, the two most experienced players off the pitch, they're um, uh, down to 14 men for 20 minutes, uh, and... Uh, 
uh, trailing. Um, but what happens? Oh, no, the, the more you can start playing, they get create a massive overlap. They're a player down, and they still created a, an overlap of like two or three players, um, and they went in for a um, for a try. Uh, the uh, And they turned things around from being seven down by seven points um, to being up 19-7 at half time. with uh, uh, the Brumbies picking up two yellow cards just before um, half time as well. And things really did turn around um, at that point. The Brumbies fought back to being uh, within five points at 22-17, um, but Moana um, held them at arm's length um, and uh, saw it through to 32-22 to um, to win the game. And, uh, fantastic for them to pick up their second win um, and head into uh, the off-season with the confidence that that brings. Um, and uh, you'll hear how important that win was um, from Aaron uh, in the... Um, in those post-match interviews. Also, uh, this is a game that uh, if you listened to the um, Waterlad podcast, which I do um, now, I enjoy listening to their previews and I always agree with their previews, but I enjoy listening to them. Uh, and one of the points that they brought up was that this is was one Pacifica, a team that's had a poor um, set piece this year, let's be honest. Um, and that's really, uh, really, really hurt them not having that platform to attack off against the Brumbies with the best set piece in the uh, tournament. Uh, and what do we find? Um, we find actually that the Drua, especially early on, uh, were actually, not the Drua, sorry, the Moana, especially early on, were outperforming the Brumbies at set piece. It was an amazing uh, piece of, of effort there. That all came about because Kopi Kepu um, took the forwards to one side and gave them a right or spanking um, verbally. Um, and that is, uh, as, it's, as he says in the post-match interview, sometimes uh, mum and dad have to uh, give you a smack to, um, uh, to, to, to get you behaving properly. And that's, that's what he kind of needed to do um, for the uh, the forwards there to because uh, he knew they could do it um, but they just weren't putting it out there uh, and so that was um, important for the Moana Pacifica look a game where look, they I mean a bit like the Fiji, I mean the Fijian Drua um, also could have but the Fijian Drua look it's only second game in front of the home crowd you can see why they were up for that game uh, from Moana Pacifica's point of view uh, they're rooted to the bottom of the table they could not they could not move themselves up. Um, there was there was nothing in this game um, for them from a uh, from a competition uh, standing point of view, and yet they definitely turned up for this game. Shows a character in there, and uh, Aaron explained because one one of the talks about is that we we had so much to play for. And you're like, well, you didn't, <laughs> but you still turned up. You still played very well, and that was great to see in that one. It's just about then what the focus is to how it's about family um, and putting the and, and putting performances in for other people, not just about the result. Um, for them, which is uh, which bodes well um, for the uh, future. Um, but so uh, we'll talk about that um, as part of the um, uh, after I've gone through the rest of the games. Um, as I was driving home, um, the Waratahs versus the Blues, um, a game that some people are calling an upset, uh, suggesting that, uh, that the Waratahs are favourites going to this game. I mean, the bookies thought that. Um, I most definitely didn't. Was surprised um, that that uh, everyone was so um, heavy or talking up the Waratahs in this game. Sure, the Blues rested a bunch of players, um, but look, they had two yellow cards in that first half and still led three nil at half time. Um, now the um, the Tars then got two early tries in the second half to take the lead. The Blues came back well with their um, uh, with their forwards, uh, and this game was all tied up um, with um, time running out. Now. Obviously, with the super, with the golden points rules in Super Rugby, 
um, you know you can go for a, a bit of a speculative-ish um, drop goal if you want to, because you know you're going to have extra time anyway. Uh, you might as well try and win it rather than um, just uh, kind of meekly go into that. So, um, but still, hat tip to um, Zahn Sullivan, um, who uh, put over um, the uh, drop goal um, from outside his 22 uh, to win this one. This wasn't like Bowden Barrett's one where Bowden Barrett had advantage. Um, it was definitely a harder kick um, than that one. So well done to Zahn Sullivan for knocking it over. And um, yes, the Blues, for the first time ever, as far as I can tell, have won back-to-back -back games with drop goals at the death. So, wow. Um, big uh, change of mentality. Um, well, hey, a couple of players there uh, will at least know they can do it um, if they are put under pressure in future. Um, so, yeah, so well, so that was, uh, that came down to to that. But so you've got to say the Tars most improved team in the competition. Um, and uh, yes, will uh, cause some, um, or will mean definitely that the team, whatever they're coming up against in the quarterfinals, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, they will definitely um, be a threat, even though they are playing away from home. Um, we then headed over to the uh, West Australia for the midnight game. And that always confuses me um, when you see sort of 12 o'clock on Sunday. Um, but yes, that was midnight um, and uh, in the early hours. Um, the Hurricanes up 6-17 at halftime. Um, uh, oh no, sorry, just running into the half, but the, the, the force pulled themselves back to 13-17 on halftime. Um, the Hurricanes really, uh, yeah, left, um, the, or the, the force showing how dogged they were um, to keep themselves in this fight. Second half, the Hurricanes, 75% territory. They played the second half where they wanted to, in down in Western Force territory. But they still came up short and lost this one at 27 to 22. Now, admittedly, um, three missed drop goals. That's six points. That would have been enough. But then again, the Force didn't get, uh, the Force also missed a penalty as well. So, um, the, uh, but yes, the Hurricanes, uh, you will not be happy with this performance um, at all. You have all that territory. You need to come away with points. You can't camp down there um, and not get points. So um, whether that means kicking three sometimes, whether that means actually bringing the drop goal uh, <laughs> out uh, and uh, getting some points. But the force, eight penalties only all game. So really good um, uh, discipline under a, uh, a lot of pressure. Um, 14 by the Hurricanes. Poor discipline, matched up with not finishing chances, um, and uh, that lost them the game. That put the force with the possibility of winning of, of, of a quarterfinal if the Highlanders didn't pick up a um, a single point in their game a, uh, against the Rebels. Um, the Rebels, the Highlanders um, were leading in Melbourne by 12 points uh, in that um, uh, first one. Oh, and uh, thank you to the reviewer. That was the first force win over the Hurricanes since 2007 and the biggest ever winning margin. Um, well, uh, it's only a five-point mini margin, so not a big winning margin, but still um, well done to the uh, force. And thank you to the reviewer for that uh, stat attack there. Um, so over to Melbourne. Uh, so the Highlanders um, leading the Rebels by 12 points, but the Rebels come back into this one. It's 14-18 um, at half time. Um, and uh, then in the um, second half, um, the Rebels again um, prove to... Um, uh, to be dogged, get the uh, the final try 
um, to uh, get themselves into that one point lead. The Highlands letting the force back in time and uh, time again. To be fair to the horse, they, they dominated the territory in that second half, um, but some um, two teams that that, uh, that uh, I think were, were playing particularly well, but then again, should we expect them to? Let's be honest, we're talking about the Rebels here, um, who are 10th in the table, and the Highlanders, who have, we know have been disjointed all season. So um, it never was going to be, or it, never, it didn't promise to be a great game of rugby, to be honest, from that point of view. Tense, absolutely, um, but skills-wise, uh, perhaps lacking um, in some cases. You can probably tell that by the 18 scrums um, and the 31 turnovers um, in this game. As a weekend, we were back up to um, 16.7 scrums per game, um, which uh, gets us back up, well, which, which is definitely higher than the last um, few weeks, which have been down around the 12-13 mark. Um, so, uh, yeah, perhaps the, the pressure of the situation um, getting to a number of players in this one. Also, um, turnovers, um, just under 30 turnovers, 29.7 29 is the most turnovers per game all season for a round. So um, a lot of turnovers this weekend, um, quite a few quite a few scrums as well. I say pressure, perhaps telling um, on a lot of players as we got, as it was around the pointy end um, of the season. Uh, that means that we have four um, quarterfinals, as you quite expect. Blues um, versus the Highlanders. Um, the Crusaders versus the Reds, a repeat of um, last weekend. The uh, Chiefs hosting the Waratahs and the Brumbies hosting the Hurricanes. Um, the uh, Chiefs and Brumbies switching places is uh, probably the one thing that we didn't, uh, most people didn't see coming um, ahead of this weekend because that meant the Brumbies had been beaten by Moana Pacifica. So, um, yep, that upset um, changes things because it could have been an all-Australian quarter-final there between the Brumbies um, and the Waratahs, but it's not to be. Um, so I say, I'll be putting my predictions um, for um, that over on um, the patreon.com for slash NZ Sport Radio later in the week, so keep an eye out um, for that. Simon Hughes, why did uh, they keep changing the trophy for Super Rugby Cup every couple of years? Well, this is a new Super Rugby competition, isn't it? It's Super Rugby Pacific. Um, and therefore, are they allowed, are the South Africans allow them to use the old Super Rugby, comp, Super Rugby uh, um, trophy? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the uh, of the trophy, which looks like kind of like a Dracula's collar around a rugby ball, doesn't it? Um, it's just supposed to be some sort of wave and reflections of blue to talk about all the different colours of the sea and blah, 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 whatever. Um, also, it doesn't look like you can drink out of it either. Maybe you can. Um, talk about the base perhaps being hollow and perhaps you can turn upside down drink out of it. But um, uh, there you go. Um, and so it says, even when we had South Africa's tournament, they kept changing the trophy as well. Look, let's be honest, one of the problems with Super Rugby is they've been too gimmicky uh, and keep going, oh, the problem must be that we need to change something rather than the problem must be that actually we need to do fan engagement better. We need to market it better. Um, and uh, yes, so another trophy must obviously make it much more likely that people watch and turn up to games. Not, but hey, um, let's have another gimmick. Let's spend, uh, let's waste some more money on a uh, another trophy. Win up the day. Uh, at the end of the day, it's about fun engagement. It's about having stories. It's about uh, yeah, history and heritage. Um, it's not about uh, new flash trophies. Anyway, um, those are quarterfinals um, that are coming up. As I say, that means four teams now have had their season over. So let's um, 
give them a, a bit of a rating. If you want to throw into um, the um, the live chat, um, then uh, feel free to give me your give me your um, A B C D rankings for um, the Force Rebels, Fiji and Drua and Moana Pacifica. I'm going to give you my idea as to how I think they've done compared to preseason expectations. So, first up, the Force finished ninth on 23 points, four wins from the uh, season with seven bonus points, uh, equal points to the Highlanders, just missing out on the, um, uh, on what do you call it, um, uh, on the, uh, the, the playoffs um, there. Um, the, um, and, uh, but a big difference between the Highlanders, Highlanders points difference of three, the force points difference of a minus 117. Um, so, uh, so a big difference there on, um, uh, on what's, uh, uh, between those two sides, as you can kind of tell the force, look, a lot of people are thinking of the force as being a team that's been around for ages, uh, now, but, at, but in reality, when they got kicked out of, um, Super Rugby, they lost their squad. Uh, they got given very short notice to get into Super Rugby last year. So they had to throw a squad together at the last minute. Um, this time, they've had a proper pre-season heading into this game, heading into the season, and um, we're expecting a lot more from them. I think we saw a little bit of that um, initially, um, and then they kind of lost their way um, from uh, from my point of view. Um, the reviewer has said the force get a C grade compared to pre-season expectation, um, and that's uh, perhaps a C plus or a B minus uh, is probably where... Um, I would uh, I would probably put them there because yes, uh, if they've been more competitive in more games, that minus 117 is a lot of points. Uh, let's be honest um, over those games. Sure, they picked up seven bonus points, but they really did uh, get get um, well up to quite a few times. So um, I think um, they uh, really are. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's uh, that, that that C minus one. They're the ones um, that. Um, uh, that have got money with Foresters, uh, Twiggy Foresters, um, money behind them. Uh, now, look, we're going to see a bit of change next season. Holmes, um, Kahui, oh, and um, uh, I've gone blank as to the uh, um, uh, as to the the, the All Black um, lock that, uh, that, that's, that's retiring as well. But three old players who have a lot of experience that side um, are stepping down. And I think they've done a very good job there. Um, and all three of them are sticking around in Western Australia uh, and will be getting involved in coaching roles, which shows you they weren't just mercenaries in there for the retirement fund. They are people who are based in Western Australia, um, who, uh, who, uh, who were part of the community there. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Who joined the um, squad and had been there for a couple of years already in coaching kind of roles. So, um, the uh, so I think people had misconceptions as to how as to why they were there and in that squad. Um, now, obviously, that means it's going to be a younger squad next year. Um, but I think that's given them Jeremy Thrush. Thank you. Um, was the the, the player, um, which has given them some stability heading into this. But I still think they underperformed this year. Um, as Simon says, unfortunate, um, uh, really screwed up the uh, the cards for the playoff spot. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's they, they they just didn't quite uh, they, they, they didn't they didn't perform as gritty as expecting them to in quite a few games, unfortunately. And so I'm happy with that sort of C plus level. Um, the Rebels, then um, a team coming into this season, and I'll be honest, my expectations for them were pretty low, <laughs> and uh, they didn't disappoint, um, as it were. Reviewer has gone um, a C minus for them on this one. Um, I'm probably in that um, uh, that that uh, point, yeah, C to C minus kind of level. Um, I just don't see uh, them where the growth is and 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 the future for this side. The, the force, I know they're getting young players in. I can see um, that some continuity. Okay, they're getting a new coach in. We'll see how that um, uh, how, how that pans out for um, the uh, for the force. Um, so I just make a point that they that the Rebels did improve towards the uh, later in the season, and they did show um, some improvements um, in the latter part there. Um, but again, four wins out of ten, um, including. Uh, but importantly <coughs> for them, sorry, quick drink. The final game was a win, as it was the force that matter, which means they can head off with some confidence into that off season um, for the Rebels. But uh, yes. I would expect to see levels in this same sort of position next year. I just can't see um, the. Uh, uh, I just can't see where their growth is, and I can't see them climbing out this bottom quarter, bottom third um, of the table next season either. Um, just can't just can't see where that's going to come from. Uh, the reviewer points out, yep, yeah, that the rebels started with losing their first five on the bounce. Yes, they didn't start the season well at all. Um, whereas the Rebels started and then sort of petered out. The Rebels did build, um, but it took a long time for that building to, to show any uh, kind of results and for us to see it um, at all. Um, so, yes, happy with that C minus um, kind of level four or, or C for the Rebels. Um, not, uh, you could even perhaps go as far as D, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I think it has been a poor season for the Rebels. If they hadn't had shown that uplift over the last few rounds, um, then. Uh, it would definitely it would have been down there. So perhaps they just lifted themselves out of that deep position. Um, the Fijian Drua, wow, a team that um, promised and then sort of failed to deliver and then promised again, um, weren't they? A an up and down team. Let's uh, now look a brand new team, um, as you'd expect. So our expectations were um, that uh, perhaps they'd get one win and that one win would be against uh, Moana um, and that all they'd lose all the rest of their game. So two wins. Is actually perhaps in some ways a better um, 
a, a better uh, return um, than, uh, than, than some of us would have um, expected. I think that some of those early performances perhaps um, meant that we uh, ended up expecting a bit more um, than uh, more than we should have done um, from this team. We're brand new in here. We were going to get up and down performances. Um, the performances in Fiji towards the end of the season have been really good, and it's been and it's been obvious that actually with that support behind them, they are going to be uh, proved to be dangerous. I don't think I think they lost both of those ones over in Fiji, but even so, just the competitiveness they showed in those games was uh, was good. Minus two hundred fifty seven tells you they lost a lot of games by a lot of points, um, losing twelve games um, with four bonus points um, in this one, and it's those two bonus points that put them above. Um, Moana in the table. So, um, look, a team I'm not as close with uh, as um, I have with the as, as I have with the um, uh, with Moana. But I think look a B because as I say they got those those two wins. Um, we've had good performances over in Fiji, which is a good sign. Uh, the um, one of the things that um, uh, that that, uh, uh, that that I would say is that being away from home meant that. Um, some amount of discipline could have been put into the team, into the players. Um, it'd be uh, they're gonna have to maintain that uh, back home um, with them um, when they're sort of not on tour. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll see how that uh, goes. Simon says, yeah, two wins is what the Sunwolves got in their first season. Also, what the Crusaders got in their first season um, as well. So, look, I think Fiji and Drua, um, uh, there's definitely optimism. They've brought some um, pizzazz and uh, to this tournament. Uh, and have been a good addition um, in here for um, for this one. So I'm um, gonna say not something that not not a team that I've uh, uh, managed to get to um, or, or see in the flesh. Um, so because um, uh, I think the Chiefs something where, where the Chiefs game was, but so um, uh, so yeah. So uh, the team I'm not uh, I, I can't speak of the culture. I can't speak of what I think is going on there um, as much. But I think they are heading in. Um, I do think it's it's positive. Finally, Moana Pacifica, again, two wins from 12 games, two bonus points, uh, puts them bottom of the table. Um, but that win in the, um, uh, sorry, Simon, yeah, one, sorry, someone's one win and a draw in their first season. Um, but that final win at the end of the season will mean that they go in the offseason with a uh, with, with positivity uh, and that'll help them um, head into that, that offseason. Minus 247 seven points, 10 less than the Fijian draw, but still. Yes, there have been some uh, big losses. That win, golden points, um, a win over in extra time over the Hurricanes, and then this win um, against the Brumbies. So uh, wins against um, decent sides um, as well. So they're not just bricked up. So they've not been um, the weaker teams that they've got the wins against. That's two wins against decent teams. Um, and uh, the uh, with 13 players having come from this squad into the uh, Tongan national team, um, I think that's, um, uh, that, that shows that uh, the whole bunch of players there, people like William Hevili, for example, I think I need to check the exact numbers, but he's probably played about as much Super Rugby as he has um, NPC. Um, he's getting an opportunity now at an international level, and he's um, looking to be back at Moana Pacifica next year. So that can only be good um, for for him. Um, so to get 13 players into that, that Tongan group shows that the that saying a lot of the talk about this being a, a, a team to help the Tongan and Samoan national teams also wasn't all just hot air. Um, and it's not all about 
um, capturing Pacific Island players for the All Blacks, as uh, has been um, alluded to by some people. Um, having listened to, uh, heard from the coaches, having heard from uh, some people behind the scenes as well, off the record, the, the culture um, and the the positiveness of the work environment has been fantastic. Um, they've had the hardest schedule out of anybody, as the reviewer says. Really hard to know how modern Pacifica would have gone without disruption. That's right. They missed those, those games at the beginning of the season through COVID. They then also missed the Melbourne game through COVID as well, which meant they ended up having what, four storm weeks during this one um, to catch up those games. The win against the Hurricanes, which came like three or four weeks into the uh, four or five weeks into the season, um, it was just before they opened up to full crowds. But that was the first time they actually been in their uh, home training base as well. They've been having to rent or, or be in other places to train before that because the home base wasn't ready yet. Um, the short time to set up the team. This all applies to the Fiji and Drew as well, for that matter. On this point, is that yeah, short no, no not a real preseason. Um, short time to set up the team um, meant uh, that look, guess this was was not an ideal preparation, and then the season all went wrong um, for um, Moana Pacifica. So next year they'll have a preseason. They'll have a back office that actually has the experience of running a team for a year. Um, so things just like. Uh, booking hotels, flights, getting people to trainings, organising all that kind of stuff will be smoother because people will have done it, done it, and have a better idea of um, how to do it next year. So, um, so hopefully um, that uh, that they, they will head into next. So I think I, I can see lots of positiveness for Moana. I can see how they can grow next year. The squad will be more experienced. They'll have a proper preseason going in there, and they shouldn't have the storm weeks and the disruptions they've had um, this year. Will they take games over to the Pacific Islands? Pardon me. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I have requested a. Uh, I've, I've reached out to Monitor and asked, if, can I have a? Um, uh, what's the word I'm uh, looking for now? Can I have a um, an interview with the CEO to to have to talk about this, how the season's gone, and what next season will look like, having had a proper preparation time for it? Um, so we'll see if uh, if, if I get that. Um, then that'll be uh, that, that'll be good to let people know as to what's um, going on in that space. Um, so uh, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But I think, yeah, more if could come out of this positives again. I'll give them a B, like I gave the Fiji and Drua. Fiji and Drua probably promised more earlier on um, than we've seen the, 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 the Moana Pacifica did. Um, but at the end of the day, as you can see by those uh, having a very similar points difference, short sure, two less um, bonus points. Um, that actually their performances over the season have been pretty similar to the Drua from that point of view. Um, and they've been much more disrupted than um, the, the, than anyone else um, in this one. So um, should be uh, um, should be good for, um, uh, for, for Moana Pacifica. So um, and the fourth, what I think, I think we said, what was that C minus, sorry, C plus-ish, Rebels, C minus, maybe a C, Fiji and Drua and Moana Pacifica, both Bs, for my mind um, on that one. As um, uh, the reviewer says, the schedule next year uh, is easier for them by default. Yes, it will be um, easier um, next year um, for, um, for for that one. Um, so that kind of wraps up Super Rugby for now. As I say, uh, you've uh, we've got some um, the uh, quarterfinals coming up. So do join us next Monday. We'll go over those. I also look forward to the semi-finals. Also, check out um, the old Patreon for my uh, predictions, um, probably coming out on Wednesday. 
um, for that one. Um, also coming up this um, weekend um, is uh, the um, we'll be kicking off on uh, on Monday uh, is the um, Pacific Four. Um, uh, they call it again the Pacific Four something or other. Uh, anyway, series um, uh, the, which has the uh, Black Ferns, the Wallaroos, um, and uh, the USA and Canada. So the Black Ferns playing the Wallaroos on Monday uh, in Tauranga Domain. Um, I'll be at that game, um, so hopefully bring you um, reaction from the uh, from those two games um, between the Black Ferns, Wallaroos, and also the USA versus Canada um, as well. Um, I've just got a media release through from. Um, We'll be just going through from the Black Ferns, and it says not for publication. So I'm not going to say, I can't give any details about it, but um, what I would do a hat tip on the Black Ferns is there is something happening every single day for the media from Tuesday all the way through to match day. So they're definitely giving um, the uh, uh, giving the opportunity um, for uh, the media to get information, to, to get stories, to, to publish for people. So hopefully... Um, we'll see plenty of articles over the next week, um, plenty of interviews with players, etc., talking about what uh, talking about these games in the run-up to hopefully build some hype around this one. Um, these games, sciences are apparently on Spark Sport. Um, interesting one there um, with the New, Ze uh, the, uh, New Zealand game on delayed coverage on a TV3. So Spark Sport, not on um, uh, not on Sky. I guess that's because. Spark Sport. This will be a World Rugby um, tournament, uh, and Spark Sport have got all the World Rugby um, tournament uh, rights, TV rights for that. Um, so yes, Friday is a World Rugby media event, including all of the team captains. So yes, so that's why it's on Spark Sport, Spark Sport folks, and not on Sky. Um, so. Um, uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting for that one. Look, Tauranga Domain um, is a difficult venue for me because there's no power and there's no Wi-Fi um, normally. So hopefully um, they'll, they'll we'll have, some, we'll have some power from the media um, and uh, maybe I'll just have to spend some money on the old um, mobile to, uh, to get some white, to get uh, you know, um, internet access um, for that, um, for those games. But I don't actually have Spark Sport. So it's uh, going to be interesting for that one, I won't be able to watch. I'll be at these games. I'll be at the games in Auckland the following weekend, but I'll miss the games um, up in um, uh, up in um, Fitzyanga, um, Fongaray, uh, one of the two. I've gone blank. I always get those two mixed up. Um, uh, so, um, so yes, yeah, so I won't be... Uh, um, so that, that'll be interesting. I hadn't realised they were going to be on Spark Sport um, rather than Sky. So, anyway... Um, Simon also says there's a feasibility say looking at uh, increasing the um, Tauranga Domain Stadium, which uh, at the moment is one stand. The other side is, is all temporary seating um, for the MPC, um, and there are no floodlights. Uh, interesting one, so hence why all of Bay of Plenty's games this season are, are afternoon games. It'll be interesting to see what their um, attendance is like and whether that improves with that. Um, a couple of news pieces then, and what I probably should have talked about um, was that um, um, Pablo Matera, um, uh, for his yellow card for that tip tackle, which I think a lot of us thought should have been red. Well, um, he has um, uh, he has not been cited, and so is available for the um, the quarterfinals. Um, there we go. Um, 
Also in the news is that uh, the Hamilton Sevens will be back next year, January the 21st and 22nd. So um, a good um, run-up or pre-event or pre -event ahead of Super Rugby um, next year um, with that uh, those Sevens, um, that Sevens tournament. Um, I did notice something about Sevens over the weekend as well. So um, there probably was um, some Sevens, but I must admit I did not um have uh, keep keep an eye on um that one um but um the uh in the um just very quickly in the seven so yes uh the australia men beat the new zealand men 14 19 um in the final there with fiji beating samoa in the uh, bronze playoff for that one um which means the um overall standings for that have south africa um, at the top ahead of Australia, Argentina and Fiji. Over on the um, women's side of things, um, he says, and uh, I can't find um, where that, so uh, there's a go. Um, the uh, last event was the previous weekend already, which was one of the, uh, the Black Ferns beats Australia, although it was in the final for um, that one. Um, Finally, then, let's have a quick chat about um, um, Silver Lake. Now, apparently, this is going to a vote this Thursday um, with the uh, the provinces. Apparently, there's one province that still um, is uh, unsure. Um, but uh, overall, I think we're all expecting it to get rubber stamped and to uh, to go through. Um, apparently, there has been a report done by PricewaterhouseCoopers, which has mentioned uh, three issues um, with this. But they say, overall, they're positive about it. But there are three risks on this one. One of them is um, that uh, once it, once it's sold, you're not going to be able to buy it back. Uh, I think we all kind of knew that that this was a uh, yeah, this is a one way trip. Well, this is a one way trip here. Um, apparently, also the rules have been changed so that uh, around who Silver Lake can sell it to, and it's apparently they can, they, there's a broader number of people who they can sell to, and there's an expectation that Silver Lake will want to get the money back within five to ten years. So, pardon me, gives you the kind of time frame. Um, that um, New Zealand Rugby would be with a new partner in that space um, and uh, they wouldn't have control over who it was sold to. Um, the other risk was that um, because Silver Lake would be setting up two entities, um, one of which uh, handles the uh, all the commercial pieces of New Zealand Rugby, um, which uh, they'll have like a, a 5 to 8% um, holding in, but they'll have an 85% on the global rugby operations, uh, sorry, global rugby opportunities, um, which is for um, opportunities outside, rugby opportunities outside of uh, New Zealand for them to partner with New Zealand Rugby on. Now, because of that difference in holding, is, is, is it going to lead to a conflict of interest? Will they want to put things into global rugby opportunities rather than um, the, uh, uh, the, the um, uh, COMLP? Um, we'll have to wait and see. So that does that 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 bit from a governance point of view, um, I think, is um, a a bit of a a bit of an issue. Um, uh, and um, uh, the final one was that they have to grow revenues by eight point one percent a year. Um, for this, actually, makes sense for how much you're selling. So, um, can they grow it by that much? So, those are the three risks that they've um, they've brought up. I think. Um, we could have come up with a couple of those ourselves, fairly obvious, that you can't put the genie back in the bottle and they have to grow revenues, otherwise it's not worth doing. Those two we kind of knew. 
Um, the other one, um, interesting on that one. Um, the uh, the kind of pieces that they are looking at um, increasing revenue streams is uh, things like um, executive coaching and all blacks clinics. They reckon that could bring in 47 million um, over a few years. Um, also, um, various opportunities in esports and virtual signage and merchandising, and a new streaming platform, um, which apparently could bring over 20 million in over five years. So who knows what that streaming platform is? Um, is that just purely for global audiences, or is that purely, or is that, uh, does that um, signify a movement away from Sky Sports? Um, we'll have to um, um, wait and uh, see on that one. Um, just a reminder as to um, kind of where. Uh, they also, um, Pidosi says uh, that uh, New Zealand rugby doesn't necessarily need this much money right now. Um, the uh, reminder that money would be used for, um, part of it would go back into seed capital for Com LP to work, that's 38 million. Um, the uh, 37 million would be going into, um, uh, to basically, to wide, to basically well, of, um, of stakeholders, say so looking at yeah, provinces, et cetera, um, getting a, a bumper there. Um, 60 million apparently into a legacy fund to encourage community participation in rugby. That's up from 29 million. Um, and uh, 120 million into reserves. That's down from 151 million in there. And then 8 million um, in costs of uh, doing, um, actually, it's doing the deal. Um, so, yes, so that's uh, uh, also, Peter, you know, that no one else has ever done this before. <laughs> now, they don't say that that's a positive or a negative. But just look, New Zealand Rugby is trying to do something that no one else has done before um, over this one. Um, so, yeah, so it's interesting to um, uh, to, to, to see uh, how um, on this one. Look, um, at the end of the day, if the funds are used to, um, uh, to, to, to grow the game um, properly, then... Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing um, to do, but um, uh, the uh, I guess do I trust the uh, current administration to be able to um, uh, to be able to uh, uh, what's to, to, to use this money properly? Uh, I'm not not really sure. I've not seen any evidence while I've been in New Zealand um, as to uh, the New Zealand rugby administra administration. Uh, looking at being able to grow the game. What we've seen since I've been here is definitely a, a decline in the game uh, and an interest in the game over that time. So um, that's my main concern as to how they do they know how to spend it. Now, at least putting these into a legacy fund, putting it into reserves, isn't blowing all the money straight away in a similar way that rugby, uh, that um, the RFU did with their Rugby World Cup um, windfall from 2015, um, which, got, uh, which was um, burnt through very very quickly uh new zealand rugby seems, it seems to be as i say have much more sense than that um which is good to see um but um uh from the uh the the stuff articles the link report states the cash influx from investment could um investment could help grow the game and in quotes shore up the wider rugby system close quotes while viewership and participation de declines um and allowing new zealand rugby to take in quotes, increased risk in pursuit of nuclear revenue streams, close quotes. Um, I'm not sure that uh, low revenue streams is the problem with New Zealand rugby. 
seem to be pretty good at uh, that when you think of your INEOSs, um, your um, AIG, um, et cetera. I think they've done pretty well in that space. The shore up the wider rugby, rugby system, <laughs> that's the problem um, where I'm not sure that I have confidence um, that New Zealand rugby um, can um, uh, can really do look at, can, can really um, uh, use the money wisely. So there you go. Those are my thoughts on the, um, the on the Silver Lake. They haven't really changed greatly um, from when it first uh, um, was announced um, in all of this piece. Um, so we'll just have to see how uh, this um, all pans out. Um, the uh, I, one of Simon's points in here is um, how can they stop um, Silver Lake from selling it to a, um, an Oli, a Russian oligarch or um, Middle or the Middle East? In, in yeah, that's uh, the, 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 having that. I suppose in this current situation, that would be uh, a very um, a bad situation to be in. Uh, if it had been sold to somebody like that. So, yeah, you do wonder what um, controls are in place um, around who Silver Lake can sell to, uh, especially as it says that the controls have been um, reduced. So, anyway, Thursday is the vote. We should hear more by the end of the week as to whether this is going ahead or not. Um, at this stage, it's, uh, I'd be very surprised if it didn't, to be honest with you. Um, uh, there's been some talk that basically Silver Lake have been losing patience, but if they're still in with votes, then um, I think this is pretty much a rubber stamping uh, and that it will go through now that they've got the um, Rugby Players Association on board. So up this weekend, we've got the four quarterfinals. I can't make any of those games without making it to the FMG Stadium due to family commitments, unfortunately, but I will be, as I say, in Tauranga for the Black Ferns versus the Warroos and the USA versus Canada. Um, uh, on the women's rugby side of things, do look out for coverage from those from me. Um, and uh, stay safe and uh, have a great week, everybody. See you back here Monday, 8 p.m. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 